0: Welcome to the Fin Nation podcast where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together. Success does not have a definition. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm your host White Dove Gannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it.
1: Welcome back, Fim Nation. Today, I have Kaylee Storzik, who is a copywriter and sales funnel expert for online businesses. I want to welcome you today. Thank you for coming. Hi, I'm so excited to be out with you. Yay. Let's just dive right in and talk about where your entrepreneurial journey began. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So my journey started a little over two years ago. I was a stay-at-home mom and I started a blog. Not really... Not at all understanding what that really meant. <laughs> and I pretty much became like obsessed with the digital online business world like very quickly. So about a year after we moved across the country and we had really good daycare opportunities. I put my kids in daycare and started my second business, which is Copywriting and here we are today, a year more than a year after that. And I'm totally my world. So (laughs) and everybody knows that has
1: even bridged uh the gap into the online space. If they've even tested the waters at all, it's very intoxicating. Because if you have any creative bone in your body, Mm -hmm. the sky is the limit. You can do so much in that online world. But I want to shoot straight to that business topic first before we dive a little bit further in your entrepreneurial journey. Sales copy, copywriting, how we approach our business and sharing it to the world is an amazingly important piece that I think so many people try to start doing themselves, which is not... I don't want to disregard that because there's a learning process inside of it. But at the same time, it is such a critical component. And if I understood five years ago, the depth of need for... Uh, someone to help me at least figure out what I'm trying to say and then show me how to say it or write it for me, it would have made a world of difference. So talk to me a little bit about uh, why you chose to go down that path after blogging or with blogging.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So actually I, I specialize in sales funnel copy and SEO writing and SEO writing. I got into from my blog and then I Start, you know, the copy actually came after because I started with SEO writing, you know, just to as I wrote my blog. And then the copy to actually get the reader to do something came after. And I, it was for me, it was just I realized this is like 100% how my brain works. And I was obsessed with the process. I've always kind of been a writer and this was like a perfect fit. So that, I mean, that was really how I started doing it. And then when I started working with clients, the, I am like completely obsessed with just the, the beginning part after we decide to work together. And then I set up a call and it's like an hour, an hour and a half. And we just dig into their business, every part of it. It's so much fun. <laughs> That's what I live for. Because you, I think even the client learns so much from it, just from talking about it with somebody else. Just like you were saying, it's just such an important part of your messaging and the way you talk to your customers and the clarity you have when you are reaching them. So important. So,
1: yeah. How important is it for uh, business owners to at least have a a basic, I'd say a little bit better than a basic uh, vantage point of understanding how they're showing up in the world so that their brand stays on point? You know what I'm saying? Because uh, if you're early in the entrepreneurial journey and say you become aware that you need copywriting and, and SEO, all of the things that are definitely necessary... Problem is, though, is you don't have your voice. And how is, uh, does a copywriter help them find them vo- their voice so that they can actually be congruent in how they're showing up versus what their sales copy when they hire it out to get done? How does, that, how does that pair up nicely?
2: So how does the voice pair up, basically? Like at what point yeah. do you question? Yeah, I mean, I would say by the time you work with a copywriter, they will kind of naturally help you develop that if you haven't already. And I think voice is like a mysterious term for people, but really it's like, it kind of just happens. Do you kind of already have your own voice? You probably already, like you already have the way that you talk, that is your voice. And I have Mm -hmm. like, I have one client who, who I do very in-depth SEO work and they're more professional and that's their voice. So it's, I think as a reader, you think like, oh, there isn't a voice. That is, that's the voice. Right. And when you're a lot of times individual entrepreneurs like me, my website is totally the opposite where it's like full of personality and sarcasm. And um, so when I'm trying to get into somebody's voice, what I do is in that interview where we talk about all the kind of stuff, even when we're talking about unrelated stuff, that's, e- that's just as important, if not more. I'm recording the whole thing and writing down the way that they talk, even like in terms of how long their sentences are and what they emphasize and words they use. You know, that's, that's the voice. So I think some people, when they like put pen to paper or, you know, hands, to keyboard, whatever they say, so suddenly like, don't remember how they talk and how they normally talk about their business. And it's really hard to overcome, but really, you know, <laughs> that's just of as a copywriter. It's easier to develop an, like an organization, get to the point and also incorporate the way that you really are, you know, and mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And I can speak from experience doing it the wrong way, not having someone help me guide, help guide me through that at the early stages. That that probably would have shaved off some time of me trying to figure out how I'm showing up in the world. Or, like you said, I have a very unique style that I want it to be fluid, and I want it to be just me. You know, I don't want to be me the brand. I hate the static you know, terminology. But at the same time, I do represent what I bring to the table. And so I'm just like, okay, but then how am I showing up? Because then when I try to go write something, I get in over my head, you know, in the early stages, I'm like, I get in over my head. And then I try to make it be something that I thought was very professional or something I thought was nicely polished that somebody else did. And then it was never me.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Exactly. I just was, I mean, I'm designing a page of my website and it's kind of, I think the same with copy and design people, you often go to other people's websites and get, you know, inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you fit? Which is totally a great strategy. But then when you do it for yourself, it doesn't really have to be like other people do it. You can model mm-hmm. certain things, but to do your own thing is like really powerful too. To be like, oh, this worked for this person, but I'm going to twist it. So it's just like me. That is the most powerful way to do it.
1: Right it's um, kind of an art to perfect for yourself. If you don't have somebody showing you the way, you know, guiding you through how to get that done in a little bit more of a streamlined manner. (laughs) Otherwise you're going to be out there really
2: feeling not like yourself for quite a while. (laughs) Definitely. I mean, even, even for me, when I write my own website, copy, copy, I want to talk to other people about it because it is just, you just get in your own head. So even as a right, like I own copy. I'm thinking about everything I've ever been through in my whole life. And you know, in every part of my business, I know how to bring it in. But when you're writing a page or something, you're, you really should have one goal and one purpose. And it should stay focused on that. So it's actually a lot harder to write for yourself, no matter how fabulous of a writer you are. It's, it's just harder. So it's really beneficial for business owners to work with a copywriter just for that you know, reason to process things and be like, oh, okay, I just need to hone in on this
1: Yeah, okay, I see what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowledge is power. And that's one of those pieces that just I think is becoming more important and much more aware. You know, people are becoming aware of. But not all copywriters are the same. I will say that some, you know, are template types that just copy and paste and don't pay attention to your voice. But, you know, good ones will lead you down a journey of discovery, you know, and a journey of getting to know who you are. But I didn't want to talk all about that. I want to talk about your entrepreneurial journey too. How has that changed um, your dive into blogging, starting with the blogging and really getting to feel into what you wanted to do? How did that change how you showed up as an entrepreneur?
2: well that whole everything changed so when I started the blog, it was I was a stay at home mom. I was hoping and planning to stay a stay at home mom forever and just do a blog on the side and make thousands of dollars. But you know when people advertise that. there's a lot more to the story, you know I'm pretty I feel pretty strongly now that like yeah you can't run a full-time blog and make thirty thousand dollars a month and and be with your kids 24 7 those things don't happen so anyway when I started my blog too I was like I'll write about parenting and DIY projects because I like doing both and I realized like two weeks in I really hate writing about parenting So I was like, okay, great. So I moved just to to DIY projects and that's really completely developed through multiple moves and me learning really about that topic. And I just loved the writing, which is really where I kind of transitioned to then working for clients instead of just doing my own um, blog. Because I really, I do love my blog, but I also really just love writing. I love the process of walking through businesses and helping businesses with it. So uh, that's really where it, it transitioned. And I, when I was able to put my kids in a program that I was really excited about and I was like, okay, I can fully dive into this entrepreneur thing and not just be like, oh, I'll write a blog post every month. You know, when I get a free hour, like, you know, that's, right. that is not going to be effective.
1: So, well, momentum is inconsistency is part of, part of that piece. You know, obviously if you're gonna, you need to have that um, moving forward or you're stagnant, you're not, not relevant, right? And you're not learning either. You know, I mean, it takes a little bit of time, but, um, so you learned along the way from starting with something that you loved and allowing yourself to shift and pivot. I don't love the word pivot, but I'll use it for lack of another word. Um, but you allowed yourself to ebb and flow into that creative opportunity, pursuing what continued to keep that fire lit, that, that love of what you're doing lit. What was it like to sit back and say, nope, I don't love writing about parenting. What was it like to make that determination? And how did you, how did you become okay with releasing that and moving forward in a different direction?
2: Well, that also, that kind of thing happened a few times because even when I started writing clients, I had no idea what kind of clients or what kind of writing I wanted to do. And I had to figure that out. But I mean, it became clear to me because I would sit down to write a blog post about parenting, and it would take me two and a half hours of like, "This is so difficult. I can't figure this out. I can't figure out how to say it." And then I would write about something else, and it would flow so easy and be so much fun. And I was like, "Okay, I think I can see, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. what I'm doing here and what I should. What is just not working for me." Right. And so
1: you, but you embraced that. You embraced the. You weren't so stuck on. I have to see this through. I have to follow this through. You allowed it to change.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't. I didn't do it right away. I did try to stick with at least the parenting thing, the first thing longer probably than I should have. Is it kept being like, well, <laughs> I am a mom. Like, I, I think what I felt is that this is really all I know right now is being a mom. So I should be able to write about it. But I. But I just wasn't, you know, So, and then it did as soon as I was like, okay, I think I really, really should leave that separate. Everything just flowed easier. It just did. Mm-hmm. And I, I do remember taking like a couple of days being like, like I made it this huge deal. I that I would stop writing about parenting. Nobody read my blog. I was a month in and I didn't have any, you know, <laughs> 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 was happening. But it was to me, I was like, oh my gosh, am I really, am I going to stop? And now I'm like, you know, I see all of these. Mont Blanc. it's That's totally not me. <laughs> it's totally my yeah. was the best decision, you know, and that was the first, I think it was the hardest the first time. And then as I started writing for people and I would realize like, wow, I really hate this project. I was easier mm-hmm. for me to realize, okay, this is not something I should continue doing. If it's, if it's mm-hmm. work, that's so difficult. That's kind of like part of being an entrepreneur. You can't last if you're not really passionate about the work that you do.
1: Well, and you have to understand that the flexibility exists, especially in the digital online space. I mean, we have, we have such an amazing opportunity to shift inside of that with zero ripple effect, really. You know, I mean, we could just make that change. Yeah. So people should feel free to do that. Absolutely. How do you define success?
2: Oh, <laughs> that's a great question. I think for me, it is just living your purpose. I think that's probably the simplest way to put it. But I mean, <sighs> there's a, a dollar figure does not matter as much. You know, if you can, if you are doing what you love and you have purpose in doing it, that's successful. And, you know, and you can do that and support yourself without stressing out about your bills. I mean, that is success to me. That's all I really want.
1: And you you wouldn't believe how many people actually don't believe that that's possible. Oh, I absolutely would believe it? <laughs> actually, yeah, actually, you probably would because you deal with a lot of the copywriting, so you help them shift that perspective in the copywriting alone. But in general, yeah, it's a, it's a process.
2: For I mean, to I, was, and I was raised too to just believe I had to be an employee always. Like, I just mm-hmm. just read something today about. I didn't even, I actually remember asking my mom as a teenager. I must've been a young teenager. I don't know. Like, what is an entrepreneur? Because I had heard that term on TV and I don't remember what they said. But I had no, I did not understand what they said. <laughs> like forever, for years, I was like, oh, crazy. And my, like, really, I think my parents just wanted me to just have a safe job. That's really all they were concerned about. That's all they really taught me to do was just grow up, have a safe job, be an employee, you know, and make enough so you're not stressed out. That was really all I thought that there was until I really like stumbled headfirst into this whole thing and was like, this is amazing. <laughs> the freedom. <laughs> and really I'm like built for entrepreneurship. I hated every job I ever had. <laughs> it is just that I didn't realize this was an option. And I think it is generally some a new concept that you can actually do whatever you want and make money. <laughs> Because it's freeing.
0: yeah. Yeah. It's so freeing. Hey, Fem Nation. I know you are called to lead something great. Are you wondering what the next best step is for you? I have a next best step. I invite you to walk with me through the become unstoppable challenge. Join me on a 21 day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21-day challenge by using code FEM2020. That's F-E-M 2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, that's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code: FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. How do you want to grow in your
1: business? What does that look like for you? Do you want to build a team? Do you want to have a big business? Do you want to kind of just be solo and free to merge life and business what's that look like for you
2: i actually recently have been thinking i think i'm going to expand um what i the portion of my business that is the blog so I, I i that has been something that's on the side for years and now it's kind of grown to a point that i can see it being a bigger part of my business so for now i think i'm going to work on expanding that and doing some more seo writing and and just regular copywriting for clients. So really the direction I see is just more of a flow where the blog takes more of my time and I just write for clients maybe one a month or so. So yeah, that's how I see. I see, I I have a few people that I've hired already. So I do see a team, not a huge one. I would like it to be just a small team. I'm not uh, trying to be a Fortune 500 company. Um, Yeah, that's. I think that's really my view for the, for the near future for the next few years. How do you
1: balance harmony between your business and your personal life? I don't like to say, how do you balance your business and your personal life? Because I feel like that's asking you to be one or the other at any given time. So how do you balance harmony between the two?
2: Yeah, I would say it's actually surprising to me that I struggle More with wanting to do my business more than I should. (laughs) I think (laughs) like because my kids are three and five, so they're really young, and when they're around, they're pretty much consuming. So it's really not hard for me to be like, okay, when they're at school, that is work time, and then when they're home, that's kid time. (laughs) Because I really don't have that much of a choice because they kind of make it kid time. But then, if any other time I have, like what I want to do is the business, so I have to. The, really, what keeps the balance for me is that I have to make a point to step away and take mm-hmm. breaks that are not related. Because I, I really love it, and as you know, I'm sure there are always a million things you could be doing at any given day. You could spend the entire right. day tasks that are what is it urgent but not important, right? Like always, there's always a million things you can do, and I. So that that I think that's my biggest struggle, but. I will say my kids make it somewhat easy to not spend the entire day because when they're around there, they're what's going on. Yeah. So I'm have that. I have the whole day that they are in school, which is amazing. <laughs> and then when they come home, that's, I spend my time with them and that's pretty much, that's pretty much how it
1: goes. I think as a creative too, and a lot of online entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs in general have some sort of creativity and, you know, as a common uh, common bond, and I find that i could I could work too. I could work till midnight creating things, you know, editing things, changing things, coming up with crazy cool ideas, and going down a rabbit hole of you know seeing if it's something that's viable or an option or do I even want to do it? I can get sucked down that too. and yet I don't see it as this you know humdrum, gosh, darn, I can't wait till five o'clock and my heart goes out to people that do see, do feel like that with their job, because one, it can change, but two, it's not like it's an overnight change either. So saying that, my husband will ask me and say, when are you going to, you know, when are you going to be done today? When are you going to be off today? I'm like, it's not ever done. Yeah. <laughs> it's just when I choose to, you know, shift gears into what the next thing is, but my children are pretty much teenagers and adults. And so it makes it, does make it harder at that point in time to, because they can be left on their tablets or the devices, or, you know, they can be entertaining themselves and I could be hours down a rabbit hole. And then I'm like, Ooh, snap. That was not what I meant to do. You know, yeah. so the younger kids definitely will make you focus. Um, but then they get older and all of a sudden you're just headfirst into everything and you barely come up for air and you're just like, Oh, Hey, fam. <laughs> how are you guys doing? today I'm glad you slept yeah. till
2: 1, 1 PM. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, in some in some ways, I want that. In other ways, I don't. <laughs> so it's a whole, it's a whole different boundary you have to set for yourself. And
1: truly, you have to learn it as you go too. It's it's very it's very interesting, you know. So you think you get it figured out, or you think you get your schedule or your balance, your harmony with whatever that looks like between the two. And then, as part of those evolve, either age or business
2: changes a little bit, you have to consistently be recreating boundaries too. So. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Just just like parenting. It's as soon as you have it under control, it changes. (laughs) Immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: let me ask you, how about imposter syndrome? I bring this up every now and then, because I know it's not something that anybody ever completely gets rid of. We learn how to manage it, but as a writer and in also thinking in context for those that need to find their voice too, Um, How does writing help them work towards that? Because I found that it did.
2: Work towards helping you get rid of imposter syndrome? Manage it. Manage it. Yes. Well, yeah, right. (laughs) Well, for me as a writer, when I, writing is kind of weird, I guess kind of like entrepreneurship where you start writing and you're like, am I a writer? It's like, am I there? You know, there's no line where you're like, you graduated and now you're a writer. No, (laughs) you just, you decide, you know, and I really struggled actually for like, after I was writing for clients, saying I'm a writer, that was really difficult. And I think in copywriting, because it is a specific skill that people who aren't in business don't even know what copywriting is. It's kind of hard to explain. And it's very different than SEO writing and grant writing and, you know, whatever. It's a very specialized skill. And and I think some some people and business people have done a really great job of kind of advertising themselves and setting them apart from people who just suddenly started writing today and are calling themselves a copywriter. Mm-hmm. So, but that also makes it harder as a new person who's just learning this to be like, oh i can't I can't call myself I'm not allowed to call myself a copywriter until I've made a hundred thousand dollars for a client or so you know, something
0: right.
2: something crazy that you really struggle with. That. And I do I want to be careful about. I do not like that people can just start today and be like, I'm a copywriter and falsely advertise themselves. I think there's, you have to be really honest and careful in that line. But also at the same time, once you really have studied your craft, you have gotten some results, you know, you have a solid funnel, you can help so many people. So yeah, for, for me, I mean, writing was, is what I do. So doing it, made me realize, oh, I'm actually really good at this. And I couldn't just tell, think and tell myself, hey, I think I'm going to be good at this. That doesn't work. You have to do it, obviously. And realize, oh, this is working. You know, I like, I can really do this. I can help other people with this because it works. I know how to do it. And you don't need a, you know, you don't need a four-year degree or whatever, or, you know, huge businesses telling you that you're amazing if your clients are telling you this is working, so uh, for me, that was a big part, but yes, like you said, it's like every time for me. And I think it was also talking to other business owners that I thought were just incredible top of their game. This is it. And they would be like, no, I still, every time I get a client think there's no, they're going to realize I have no idea what I'm doing. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So it never goes away. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> find it terrifying, but it's also, you realize, you know, you have to look it back at the facts. No, I've done this before. I've gotten results before. I've made people happy with this before. I, like, it's not different <laughs> every time. So, yes, for me, actually writing was a very necessary part of it. And I think just seeing the results of what you can do is like, the best way to manage it. And then you can tell yourself in those moments where you're like, you're freaking out of imposter syndrome. No, this, this is a reality. You know, <laughs> go back to reality separate from how you actually feel
1: well it's like testing a hypothesis so much of entrepreneurship is especially for people getting into and dealing with you know not having the credentials or the the longevity of others that you know are in the same field but really just saying i know i can do this and then going out there and finding that client and doing the thing for them you know i mean then that that's going to boost your confidence hands down that's going to give you the confidence that even when the days come that you're just like, wait a second, maybe I'm not cut out to do this. You'd be like, but I did do this. Yeah. And I did pull it off.
2: Exactly. Sometimes people still come to me and I'm like, you, I actually had somebody email yesterday and they were saying, they were like, oh, here, this is Kaylee. She does email marketing. And I was like, wait, do I? Do I? And then I was like, yes, yes, I did. I've done and I like my my like I was thinking my openers. So I'm like, oh yeah, these are actually like really good. Why was I? You know, why did I have this reaction of like, oh wait, wait I but I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do.
1: <laughs> remind yourself. Post it on a note and stick it on your mirror or something. I should right?
2: cover my desk and post-it notes. You there, And you got good rate. You can do it. Yeah, you did a really good job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, remind yourself of that. Yeah. Um,
1: how do you vet a good copywriter? How how would you encourage the audience if they're looking for a good copywriter? I've, obviously, we are speaking to one that knows her stuff and is in you know in the world already of being able to provide results. But when people go out there, what do they want to? What do they need to look for? The just the main high level first piece of someone that's just template copying and not paying attention, and someone that's actually you know focusing on you and what your needs are for copy. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know exactly what other copywriters do, but I do know that I could not do any project well if I was not able to ask a bazillion questions. <laughs> I, I think to get in anyone's mind and business and write good copy, you need to be like deep in what they do, who they do it for, the issues that the customer's having, how they transform. I mean, with just those things, you cannot write good copy without knowing those things. Because I, I mean, I get to points with clients that I write their whole funnel for that I, you could tell me to write anything at that point for them and I could do it because I know their business so well and I know their voice so well because I've asked a bazillion questions. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Everybody has a different process somewhat, but I think that a copywriter needs to ask a lot of dang questions
1: mm-hmm.
2: because it, it's just, it's vital. And I had, cause sometimes I get clients who don't understand why I need an hour and a half to ask them random questions and have them like really think about like, you know, especially in the beginning, I had people who wanted to do it over email and I was like, mm, it's not going to work. <laughs> so right. you, you need that time to get into their voice. So I would say take away that is the number one thing to look for in a copywriter. I also think in general, when hiring someone, this definitely applies to copywriters, but to everybody. Because I've started hiring people sometimes and or I'll post in my rating group, like, oh, I saw this job posting it might be good for, for other people. And people commented interested. To me, I that's a sign that you are not willing to do the work. It really, it really is like a huge pet peeve of mine. And it, if even when I hire, which I have I will not hire people that just comment interested because you need to like show me in it's just like the first blog job posting or whatever it is that, hey, I'm interested. We might be a good fit. Here's why. Make effort, you know, put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Here, hey, I'll take jobs. I'll take jobs. Yeah, we'll all take money if that's what you're in it for. And, you know, I would love people to come running to me after I say interested. Okay, tell me, I want to hire you. I want to give you all my money right now. That's not going to happen. You need to put yourself out, you know, be clear, communicative, a real person and not a robot. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) And and on a par a parallel note to that as a podcast host, um, I will, I'll have people that will reach out to me. I'll make specific calls to action, you know, looking for people, seeing what they're interested, you know, just the reaction, the response is critical. How you respond is seriously, um, you know, especially, seriously i'm uh, I'm going to be the first box to check from anybody looking at the opposite end of that, especially if I will write a post uh, and I say okay if this you know I'm looking for this, 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 and this, if this fits you, then please give me a little more detail about mm-hmm. you and your business you know so that I can you know just I'm trying to you know take off the easy layers of stuff so that we can move you know move in the progression, and I'll have people just be like, raise an emoji hand or be like, same thing. Interested. I'm like, please tell me more about your business. I already did ask that, but I don't have the time to go chasing people when I only have four slots available. And I'm asking for you to, you know, I mean, it's the same concept, same thing with, I get pitched on email for people to come in and I'll tell you what the best pitches I get were the ones that come to me and say, Hey, I listened to your podcast. I listened to these episodes. I feel like I my I have two or three talks that can absolutely parallel with your audience. I'd love to share them. I, you know, talking about that. otherwise I'll get the ones that say, Hey, saw that you have a podcast. Would love to collaborate. Let me know if you're interested.
2: Yep. Yes. Oh, I get guest post pitch all the time. This is like, I don't even know if we want to go down this tangent right now. <laughs> is, I actually like, sometimes I think, should I turn these off? And then I think, no, actually, I think they are good to give me a laugh during the day because there's like, there's one phrase, especially that people use. I, I don't remember the wording right now because I'm not a robot, but it's you know, it's says, I will guarantee you highly optimized SEO keyword that will bring traffic oh. or something that I'm automatically like, oh, yeah, because you can guarantee traffic. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and you for that. <laughs> I'm getting hammered. Or there are a team, Mama and more team. And I'm like, my name is on literally every page of my website. There's no team for the blog. You, it's pretty easy, you know? <laughs> Just Look on
1: the website before you send the email. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's funny. And so for the listeners, if you're approaching you know even even any part of the business, show up exactly how you want to be seen. I mean that really ultimately is what it boils down to. And then also show up how you want to be seen in how you how you write, how you you know connect with the world, whether it's you know blog posting or social media posts for yourself or whatever, at least start working in that direction. And then vet the help from somebody that can give you the guidance, for sure. Hands down, I'm, I'm big, huge on that. Yeah. But at the very least, be you and show up how you would want to be seen because if you're just slapping something out there and finding a stock image to put to it because you're generating content, generating content's not gonna do anything for you in a noisy online space if you're not being authentic and real and approachable. To it. And not that everybody else can message you, but approachable in the fact that they feel like they see you your people see
2: because they're looking oh my gosh yes i think i mean yeah in the beginning of my blog too and i you know nobody was reading my stuff but i have i've always been very authentic and real and you know even when i think this is totally probably not what i'm supposed to be doing you know technically in the digital marketing how to's i'm doing it wrong but i'm being completely real and like 100 that's made up for the lack of everything else because i'm mm. a real person and so people when they do see my posts you know and now it's, it's grown. So people, look, and then, you know, they can actually ask questions. Because I'm a real person. I'm not just like a random person throwing right. stuff on the internet because they're just trying to get more and more and more and more and more. I think as the online world has gotten noisier, quality is more important than ever. And quality over cool. quantity is, you know,
1: yeah, that is true more than ever. And we are, we're evolving quicker and we can sniff out the stuff that isn't authentic so much faster. I mean, it's a rapid world in the online space that what, what was going six months ago is not going to be going now. It, it just it goes that fast. Yeah. Um, so authenticity, vulnerability, true vulnerability that, did, that gives it connectability, not vulnerability that you're airing dirty laundry. That's never going to work. That is not a strategy, guys. Um, <laughs> but being real and just being you and showing up how you want to use your message, your copy, your voice, your brand, your whatever. Show up exactly how you would want to be seen because if you're showing up just to generate a buzz, you may not like what's coming through or you may not find clients coming through to you because the people that you want to work with aren't going to vibe with that.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: So so tell me, where can the audience find you?
2: So, I uh, have yeah, since I have the two businesses, my um, my blog is... you just go to my blog and everything is there. I also have a Facebook group for the blog now, which I'm really excited about. Because it's we've had a lot of engagement and stuff happening in there so far. And it's been so good. Fun. And for copywriting, I'm on LinkedIn. And that's really... I just stick with LinkedIn for exactly the reasons that you're saying. I you know <laughs> every now and then I'm like, should I make a Facebook page? No. I'm not going to because that's just taking time away from my bottom line and the priorities that I have. So yeah, Kaylee's Rose on LinkedIn. That's it.
1: (laughs) There you have it. What's your Facebook group called?
2: Called, uh, you can start to love your home. It will show up, love your home, DIY projects for busy people on a budget.
1: Fun. Okay. So got two really cool opportunities there. You get to see how she shows up and then also get to dive into her particular work too. Kaylee, I want to thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your really cool information and valuable information on copy and showing up authentically. Thank you so much for having me. So good. All right, guys, make sure you check the show notes. We will link all of her stuff in there so you can click and find and connect with Kaylee. And as always, keep moving forward.
0: Hey, FemNation, I know you are called to lead something great. Are you wondering what the next best step is for you? I have a next best step. I invite you to walk with me through the Become Unstoppable Challenge. Join me on a 21-day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21 day challenge by using code FEM2020. That's F-E-M 2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, That's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside.